Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and if you're owned by a kitty, you are already aware that you're sharing your life with a very unique little creature. His physiology is unique, and his nutritional requirements are unique, and you, I'm sure you've noticed even his incredible physical flexibility is very, very unique. Another very unusual thing about cats is their tendency to develop a rather strange, bizarre disorder called hyperparesthesia, and that word actually means abnormally increased sensitivity of the skin. Other medical names for this very strange condition are neuritis and atypical neurodermatitis. In layman's terms, it's often called rippling or rolling skin syndrome or twitchy cat syndrome. In kitties with hyperesthesia, the skin on the back ripples from the shoulders all the way down to the tail and sometimes up the tip of the tail. The movement is actually clearly visible in some cats, but it can be harder to discern in other cats. What many pet parents do notice instead is their kitty suddenly jumping and turning towards their back end like, they're so, like something's biting them or bothering them. They can be sleeping and resting very, very peacefully, and then they jump up and turn and um, typically run away and sometimes vocalize. Oftentimes cats will also lick or bite at the area over their pelvis. When a rippling case strikes, many cats take off running down the hall or they end up being very, very peaceful and then instantly crazy. You may not see the skin ripple, but you're like, oh my gosh, my, my gosh, my cat just flipped out out of the blue and you, you don't know why. You need to be thinking about this. If you have a cat that appears bipolar and goes from happy and resting to amped up and crazy, especially if there's any clear indication that the skin over the pelvis is irritated, you need to be thinking about hyperesthesia. Kitties with hyperesthesia can also have muscle spasms and twitches as well as a full-out tail twitching. So your cat can have a bunch of different symptoms within the syndrome. He can also actually um, look like he is um, focused or fixed or kind of glassy-eyed. He could be very, very sensitive to having his back or spine touched at all. In fact, for a lot of cats, that is a no-touch zone. So if you even try and pet him there, they say absolutely not. You could see cats chase their tail or bite at themselves or um, turn at their tail, hiss, cry, jump and run, hide from you thinking that maybe you are somehow responsible for this pain that they're experiencing. Some owners report that their kitties actually appear to be hallucinating as well. So um, their eyes are fixed and dilated and sometimes in worst case scenarios, there can be mutilation. So cats end up biting and licking themselves or chewing or pulling their fur out because the nerve irritation is so profound. These poor cats suffer not only from the hair loss, but actually a lot of potentially secondary infected skin lesions from trying to relieve, relieve this uncomfortable symptom. I think of it, although it's hard to explain, but I think of it as, you know, when our feet fall asleep and there's that tingling sensation, I think it could be similar to that, maybe combined with a little bit of sciatica, so really uncomfortable nerve-based pain. No one knows for sure what causes hyperesthesia in cats, but there's a lot of possibilities. One of the things that's important that you not confuse this condition with is another common condition called flea allergy dermatitis, which can actually have very similar behavior attributes. Pets with severe flea allergies, which means the bite of one flea can cause this really significant skin reaction. It can cause very long-term itching and a lot of skin irritation, even though you don't necessarily see fleas on your cat. A bad case of flea allergy dermatitis can actually cause your cat to lick and scratch so aggressively that they pull all of the hair out and they end up kind of being covered with scabs on the, that part of their body, the, the hair over their pelvis and tail. Sometimes dry skin or itchy skin can induce or aggravate an episode of hyperesthesia. This is actually more common. Kitties that are really flaky have a lot of dry skin. That can be a sign of an omega-3 fatty acid deficiency, which is actually common with animals that are fed dry foods or animals that are on, uh, on an unbalanced homemade diet. 
There's also a possibility that feline hyperesthesia is related to a seizure disorder. Some kitties experience a grand mal seizure during an episode or right after an episode of hyperesthesia. Some experts hypothesize that this syndrome could be caused by a problem with electrical activity in the areas of the brain that control grooming, emotions, and predatory behavior. So it could also be a form of obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD with the obsession being fearfulness or grooming or aggressive behavior. Seizure activity is also known to lead to obsessive compulsive disorders. So it could be uh, you know, electrical, neurological, blended with behavioral issues, blended with musculoskeletal issues. Another theory is that certain cat breeds are predisposed to develop this mania as a result of stress. So oriental breeds, for instance, seem to have more hyperesthesia than other general populations of felines. And stress tends to trigger more episodes in oriental breeds. Also, kitties with this condition have found to have lesions in the muscles of their spine. So it's possible that the lesions cause or contribute to the, some of the sensations and the symptoms that cats are having. I have found that feline chiropractic is one of the best ways to treat this strange disorder. So an underlying neuromuscular disorder should also be considered because chiropractic is so beneficial for this condition. Feline hyperesthesia is diagnosed really by exclusion, meaning once you rule all of these other issues out, you can surmise that potentially your cat's dealing with this. So it is important that you're looking at underlying skin conditions, including allergies, parasites, and infections for this behavior. It's important that you rule out conditions for painful spines. So if there's been injuries to the back, spine, joints, or muscles, or if there's been pain or irritation associated with a bite wound or an abscess or an anal sac problem, which is all kind of back in that area that kitties tend to be hypersensitive about. You also wanna make sure that nothing else is going on inside of your cats, like organ damage, or God forbid, some type of cancer, or hyperthyroidism. Problems in the brain uh, as, as well, like trauma, tumors, or infection, can cause abnormal behavior. And needless to say, poisoning, as well as some types of nutritional deficiencies, can all lead to symptoms that are very similar to hyperesthesia. If possible, if you're noticing this symptom in your cat, if you can get a video on your smartphone to take with you, that can help your veterinarian discern potentially what's going on. Your vet should perform a complete physical exam on your cat, is going to take a behavior history as well, and order a complete blood count, including chemistry, CBC, and a T4 or thyroid hormone level blood test. Other diagnostic tests may also be required, so for instance, if your cat has um, potential flea allergies, your, your doctor may test for that. And if your vet thinks that there's an abnormality within the pelvic structure, an x-ray may be warranted. Um, if your pet has specific abnormalities, it's possible that your veterinarian will want to refer you to a specialist in dermatology or neurology as well. It's only when all of the other potential causes for of all of these symptoms have been ruled out that feline hyperesthesia can be confidently diagnosed. The treatment for feline hyperesthesia syndrome, like the treatment for virtually every other feline condition, involves reducing your cat's stress level. The first place I always start is with diet, of course, because the wrong diet creates physiologic stress and metabolic stress. Your kitty should be eating a species-appropriate, nutritionally balanced fresh food diet that contains no carbohydrates. So that eliminates all kibble right there. Kibble all has to contain carbohydrates, at a minimum potato or pea to help the kibble stick together. So it's important that you eliminate all extra sources of those pro-inflammatory carbohydrates because kitties don't need additional inflammation when they're dealing with this condition. What is appropriate for your cat is moderate amounts of animal fat and a high level of really healthy, fresh, whole protein. 
feeding a different variety of proteins is important for nutritional diversity as well as reducing the chances that your kitty will become sensitive to any one food. And I will tell you that I have seen food allergies manifest of some of these episodes, specifically to poultry or seafood. So eliminating foods that are highly allergenic, like trying your cat that maybe is eating seafood and chicken its whole life, trying a kitty on rabbit, or a different type of protein is a great idea. I would also recommend that you eliminate all sources of chemical preservatives. So look on the back of your cat food bag. You wanna be able to pronounce everything and know exactly why every ingredient is in there. So you're gonna eliminate all foods that contain dyes. So if you see FD&C red or yellow, those foods go. Any artificial colorings also need to go. These are sensitive cats and you wanna eliminate anything that can be exacerbating their sensitivity. I also recommend that you consider supplementing with an omega-3 fatty acid supplement. That can be very beneficial in terms of a natural anti-inflammatory, as is curcumin at de decreasing inflammation in your cat's body. I also recommend that you, that you purify your cat's water, actually your cat's whole home environment. So get the, fluor the fluoride and the chlorine out of your cat's water, switch to non-toxic cleaning products around the house, and if you smoke, don't smoke around your cat. Um, all really good ideas for decreasing environmental stress uh, in your cat's life. To eliminate other stress-related triggers, you'll need to take steps to make your cat as comfortable as possible, which means you wanna practice consistency in your daily routine with your cat. Um, you also wanna focus on really improving environmental enrichment. So you wanna make sure that you're providing a very safe, quiet, secure area where your cat feels relaxed, where he can eat and sleep and go to the bathroom, use his litter box. You wanna provide places for your cats to climb, scratch, rest and hide, all without any stress. Consistency in your interaction with your cat is really important and appropriate environmental enrichment. You know, a lot of cats are just plain bored all the time, which leads to them laying around a lot of the time. So you engaging your cat, if your cat is lonely, consider getting a buddy for your cat. It's important that you set, a time, uh, set aside time every day to interact with your cat, especially get them physically moving. Those of you that have sciatica and recognize that there's you know, nerve excruciating nerve pain, sitting around doesn't help your sciatica. And so we do wanna keep these kitties moving in a healthy way. Um, using interactive toys to engage your cat is a great idea. Laser toys, ping pong balls, rolls up bits of paper, feathers, all great ways to get your cat's body moving. Kitties have really short attention spans, so breaking up play sessions into three to four short play sessions a day is a great way to keep your cat moving throughout the day. And actually my favorite, if you're capable of taking these cats outside, it's wonderful. Giving your cat access, whether you get them acclimated to a harness or you have a cat cage attached to a window, allowing your cat to be able to touch the earth and ground out and get direct sunshine and feel the breeze and hunt bugs if possible and you'd be on the grass is really, really great for their emotional and mental well-being. So that's a great way to help decrease cat-related stress. While many veterinarians recommend drug therapy immediately for hyperesthetic cats, in my opinion, giving your cat antidepressants or anticonvulsants or other drugs to curb obsessive behavior should be considered only when all other treatment options have been ruled out or exhausted. A clean, species-appropriate, nutritionally balanced uh, diet is critical, environmental enrichment is critical, and natural calming remedies can be incredibly beneficial in alleviating the stressors that could trigger episodes of hyperesthesia. I've had my best success using a multimodal approach in these cats, which is I blend acupuncture, which reduces the nerve windup or the nerve pain that, can, that cats can experience with this condition. I blend acupuncture with chiropractic care that, that 
can absolutely help reduce the dermatome neuritis that cats can experience. So kitties have whole areas of body sensitivity when they have this condition going on and uh, chiropractors, so those are human chiropractors that have taken the animal course or veterinarians that have taken the animal chiropractic course, both of those qualified individuals are capable of identifying those areas of inflammation and then uh, chiropractically manipulating the spine to help decrease sensitivity and irritation in those areas. T-touch is a special form of massage that can also help reduce skin sensitivity in some cats. I've also had really good success using homeopathic aconitum and hypericum as well as some other uh, remedies to help dampen the emotional and neurological uh, reactivity that can happen to some of these um, symptoms that come about really instantaneously. So homeopathy can be a great go-to ER protocol as well. I also use DMG, dimethylglycine, and CBD oil, which is no to low THC, just CBD. And both of those nutraceuticals can be really beneficial at quieting down a cat's central nervous system. And both of those natural remedies can be blended with other calming herbs, such as chamomile, valerian, hops, and passion flower. All of these things can be done at the same time to help decrease your cat's overall uh, inflammation, but also decrease the frequency and the intensity of the windups that are created by this very strange neurologic disorder.